Old Radio. Old Radio. Old Radio. Old Radio. Old Radio. Comedy Podcast. Welcome to episode 57 of season 3 of the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. Marlon Hurt, a white male actor, originally portrayed the black female character Beulah Brown in 1939 on the Hometown Incorporated radio show and in the NBC radio show Showboat. In 1943, Beulah moved to the show That's Life and then became a regular supporting character on Fibber McGee and Molly in 1944. In 1945, the character was spun off into her own radio show, The Marlon Hurt and Beulah Show, with Hurt still in the role. Bob Corley, another white male actor, took over the role in 1946 after Hurt died of a heart attack. The show was then retitled The Beulah Show. Hattie McDaniel, the first black actress to star in a leading radio role, took over the role in 1947 and was earning $1,000 a week and doubled the show's ratings. In 1952, she was replaced by Lillian Randolph, who was replaced in 1953 by her sister Amanda Randolph. The series ran as a 15-minute serial for most of its run, which ran until 1954. It also spawned a TV show in 1950 for three seasons. Now sit back and enjoy the January 26th and February 3rd, 1954 broadcasts of The Beulah Show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time for the new Beulah Show, starring Amanda Randolph as... Beulah, a gal who's in love with a man named Bill. He hasn't much jack, but I'm still his Jill. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, sir, it's the new Beulah Show, brought to you transcribed from Hollywood. Love that man. No crystal ball is necessary to get a load of your future tonight. Just stay on CBS Radio and you'll find out that two delightful and fascinating ladies are just around the corner waiting to say hello. One is a beautiful blonde who's never won an award for being on the bright side, but she has won applause from millions of listeners for her hilarious theories about life, love, and the pursuit of happiness. And that all adds up to My Friend Irma, starring Marie Wilson. So be sure you're here later this evening when most of these same stations present My Friend Irma. And also just around the corner tonight is the First Lady of Hollywood, Luella Parsons. She knows all, sees all, and is waiting to tell all the news about the names up in lights and the people behind the scenes. Here's your chance to get a close-up of what's new at Hollywood and Vine. Luella Parsons takes you to Glamourland later tonight, right at the star's address, CBS Radio. Now on with the show. Yesterday, Beulah suggested that Oriole Winston's boyfriend, Loose Tooth, open a little restaurant. That's right. The only way Loose Tooth could keep from losing a job is to go in business for himself. Well, can he handle it all alone, Beulah? I doubt it. So my boyfriend is going to help him get started. Does Bill know anything about restaurants, Beulah? Does he? <laughs> well, he's known as a Duncan Hines as a Thomas with a tummy set. <laughs> 
Oh, excuse me, Mr. Jacobs. That's my knife and fork wizard now. It's Bill, baby, your clinging ivy in the garden of love. (laughs) Come on in, Ivy, and cling to me. (laughs) Sweetheart, you're getting to the man who just pulled over a deal with Loose Tooth Harrison and the City Rapid Transit Lines. Oh, you mean it's all set, Bill? That's right, my little tub of temptation. (laughs) We just bought an old streetcar from the city, and we're going to... Turn it into a lunchroom. Hot dog. Meals on wheels. <laughs> yeah, but the deal cost a little more than loose tooth had, so I put up some of my money and we formed a little corporation. Bill, huh? your corporation was formed a long time ago. <laughs> oh, of course, honey. <laughs> if you really want to make sure we do a big business in the lunchroom, you can help us out. Oh, what could I do, Bill? Well, if you and Oreo could manage to get a few hours off each day, you could... Do the cooking for us. Oh? Uh, do you think the Hennessons will let you take part-time off? I can ask them, Bill. But suppose they say no. Then Loose Tooth will have to do the cooking. And, baby, you know that old play called A Streetcar Named Desire? Yeah, I've heard of it. Well, I'll be stuck with a streetcar called Indigestion. <laughs> More tuna fish salad, Mr. Harry? Um, Mr. Harry, more salad for you, sir? Mm. Just put some on his plate, Beulah. You'll never get his attention when he's buried in his newspaper. Yes, Miss Alice. Harry, will you please put down that paper and join me for lunch? Hmm? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, uh, what were we talking about? Well, before you buried yourself in the comic page... We were discussing Donnie's future. Oh, yeah. And I do think that's more important than Little Orphan Annie's. Little Orphan Annie's? How old is that kid by now? About 86? <laughs> At least. At least, yeah. Now then, Alice, what about Donnie's future? That's what I'm asking you? Well, I think he should have one by all means. <laughs> Don't you really think we should talk with him and see what his ambitions are? I suppose we should. <laughs> Ambition certainly is a wonderful thing, all right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Would you folks mind if I had a little of it myself? <laughs> well, we should hope you have, do you? <laughs> of course. Well, in that case, you think we could make arrangements for me to have a couple of hours off each day? Oh? If it's to further yourself, Beulah, I imagine we could. Oh, it's to further myself, all right, Miss Alice. I want to help Bill and Loose Tooth in the new lunch wagon. You mean they're going ahead with the plan? Yes, sir. And if Bill sees money in his future, then I can see a wedding in mine. (laughs) I'm sure we can work something out, Beulah. Well, bless your heart, Miss Alice. Oh, who's that now? I'll go see Mr. Harris. Okay. Oh, hello, Beulah. Why, Mrs. Dawson, come in. Thank you, Beulah. Will you take my arm, please? Oh, the walk over here from my house across the street has just pooped my puny little body. <laughs> well, are you still sick, Mrs. Dawson? Oh, I'm always sick, Beulah. I'm just a long, quivering mass of aches and pains. Oh, oh, there goes a shooting pain up my back. Mm. Ain't got much to shoot at. <laughs> 
What was that, Beulah? Oh, I said there's nothing to hoot at. <laughs> Is Miss Dawson from across the street, ma'am? Yes, Mrs. Henderson, just little old me, with my undernourished body and overactive thyroid. <laughs> well, well, hello, Mrs. Dawson. How are you? Oh, quite ill, thank you. <laughs> you know... You don't look so well. I'm so glad you noticed. Mm -hmm. I saw my doctor this morning, Mrs. Henderson, my specialist, that is, and he gave me some exciting news. Oh, what is it? He discovered my lumbago may be coming back. (laughs) Oh? Either that or there's a strong possibility that I have gout. (laughs) That is exciting, isn't it? Yes, and I do so hope it's gout. I haven't had that yet. Well, I'll be rooting for you, Miss Dawson. <laughs> Thank you, Beulah. Oh, well, Mrs. Henderson, I hope you don't mind my barging in like this, but I was wondering if you could drive by little Linda to dancing school tomorrow. I don't expect I'll have the strength to do it myself. Oh, I don't mind at all. Oh, you're such a dear. Yes, it's pretty hair. Uh, <laughs> Linda, Linda loves her dancing so much, and I'd hate to have her miss a class just... <laughs> because of me and my health. Well, don't worry. I'll take her. Oh, thank you so much, my dear. Well, I really must hobble home now and put on my elastic stockings. Well, are your legs bothering you too, Mrs. Dawson? Well, not yet, but there's no sense waiting until the last minute. Goodbye. <laughs> and a happy basal metabolism to you, Mrs. Dawson. <laughs> Beulah, my friend. Oh, hello. Come on in here, now. Just set the groceries on the table, y'all. Gladly, my friend. Uh-huh. Uh, say, I ran into Bill and Loose Tooth in town, and they told me all about their new lunchroom, and yeah. the, you gonna do the cooking for them. That's right, Hal. Me and Oriole. Yeah? Uh-huh. Uh, uh, Bill said with you doing the cooking, they're bound to make a fortune, because your cooking is just out of this world. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm more at home on the range than Gene Autry. And Bill says you made some roast beef last night that, that, that was so delicious, his mouth was watering over like a hot radiator in a 1923 Essex. Oh, that is Billy boy. He's so sweet. You know, Harold, I got some of that roast beef left. Huh? And if I make Bill a sandwich, will you drop it off for me? Oh, of course I will, Beulah. Uh, huh, well, <laughs> did Bill say anything else about me, Harold? Oh, yeah. He said you said he was sweet for saying nice things about you, and you decided to make him a roast beef sandwich for me to bring him. I should tell you to put plenty mustard and lettuce on it. <laughs> what? That low-down schemer. He had this whole thing planned. Ain't it so bad? <laughs> well, I'll show him. He won't get anything. Oh, now, 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 Beulah, Bill's putting in a lot of work to help Loose Tooth. He's a very kind-hearted person, and he deserves something. Yeah, well, I guess you're right, Harold. Well, maybe I will send him just a little sandwich. That's nice, that's nice. And Bill said when you got over being mad about him planning this whole thing, and you decided to send him a little sandwich, I should tell you to please make it two little ones. What? Yeah, and two for loose tooth also. (laughs) 
Oh, that Bill Jackson. <laughs> he seems to know you like a book, Bueller. Yeah, well, if he does, I wish he'd do a little more reading. <laughs> I got a few chapters left that might be very interesting. <laughs> Uh, by the way, Bueller, mm-hmm. I, I forgot to tell you that I'm going to work for Loose Tooth in the new streetcar lunchroom. Oh, yeah? Have you ever worked in a restaurant before, Harold? Oh, sure. Uh, I once worked in a little old restaurant as chief cook for three years, but I finally quit because it was too hard. Cooking was too hard? Uh-huh. Uh, they refused to buy a stove. I'll see you, Bueller. <laughs> <laughs> Harry, remember we were discussing Donnie's future at breakfast this morning? Mm-hmm. Well, tomorrow I'm going to drive little Linda Dawson to dancing school. And I thought maybe we should enroll Donnie there, too. Hmm, good idea. Uh-oh. I got a hunch Mr. Harry didn't hear what you said, Miss Alice. Did you say dancing school? See, you didn't. Lots of little boys Donnie's age go to dancing school. Listen, no son of mine's going to any dancing school. But why, dear? Donnie would love it, wouldn't he, Beulah? Well, Miss Alice, I Dancing think... schools are for sissies, aren't they, Beulah? Well, Mr. Harry... They are not, and he could have a lot of fun. He'd ate every moment of it, wouldn't he, Beulah? Well, I this think This is that... silly, Harry. Of course it's silly. All right, why don't we just leave the whole thing up to Donnie to decide for himself? Okay. Okay, we'll do that. Good. Agreed. Well, <laughs> Looks like Bueller has solved another family problem. <laughs> America salutes the YMCA. Americans everywhere this week will pay tribute to that great encompassing organization, the Young Men's Christian Association of the United States, which provides for youth of all races, creeds, and colors... Recreation, entertainment, living quarters, and job-finding facilities. There are many volunteer leaders who help the Y in its great programs, but many more volunteers are needed. Almost every city in the country of 25,000 or more population now has its own YMCA. The Y is reaching out into rural areas through a new extension program. This is your chance to maintain and promote this great organization that helps the youth of America. This is your chance to become a volunteer worker one of the many fascinating fields that are integral parts of America's great YMCA. Well, baby, the lunchroom's coming along just great. What's new around the house, yeah? Oh, nothing much. Except Miss Alice wants Donnie to go to dancing school. Well, that's a good idea, a good idea. The boy might grow up to be another Fred Astaire, Gene Kelly, or... A Gregory Peck. Gregory Peck? Mm-hmm. Bueller, baby, Gregory Peck ain't no dancer. I know it, but who cares? Beulah Show is produced and directed by Stephen Hadis and was written this week by Hal Cantor, Arthur Julian, and Howard Leeds. Music is by Gordon Kibbe. The part of Harry Henderson is played by Hugh Studebaker, Alice Henderson by Gene Vanderpile, Bill by Ernest Whitman, Mrs. Dawson by Elvia Allman, Harold by Jester Hairston, and Beulah, of course, by Amanda Randolph. This is Johnny Jacobs speaking.
Later tonight, Art Linkletter proves that people are funny. Art has an art for dreaming up fabulous stunts for contestants to perform. So be sure you're here on CBS Radio for the fun tonight when people are funny. And every day, Monday through Friday, Art Linkletter invites you to enjoy yourself some more when he opens the doors to his wonderful house party. Be sure to make a date with CBS Radio's Art Linkletter. You've been listening to The Beulah Show, brought to you transcribed from Hollywood. Listen in tomorrow night at the same time to the new Beulah Show. From Hollywood, Instant Postum brings you the new Beulah Show, starring Amanda Randolph as... Beulah, a gal who feels sorry for the groundhog on Groundhog Day. Because the size of my shadow frightens me, too. <laughs> yes, from Hollywood, it's a new Beulah show brought to you transcribed by good-tasting instant postal. Love that postal. When people wake up in the morning still tired, nervous, and irritable, time to do something about it. The trouble could be coffee nerves. You see, coffee and tea contain caffeine, and caffeine is a drug that acts on your nervous system. While many people can take caffeine without actual physical harm, others are what doctors call caffeine susceptibles. Caffeine causes them to suffer from sleeplessness, jittery nerves. The answer for these people is a switch to Postum, delicious instant Postum. Instant Postum is caffeine-free, contains nothing that can keep you awake. Try Instant Postum. Drink it instead of coffee or tea, and you'll say goodbye to Mr. Coffee Nerd. See if the switch to Instant Postum doesn't make you feel better. Bring back your morning smile. That's Instant Postum at your grocer. Love that Postum. It lets you sleep. <laughs> That's Beulah in a corner of the Henderson kitchen pounding a typewriter. Since she saw that ad in a magazine encouraging people to become writers, she spent every spare minute trying to write a story. That's right, Mr. Jacobs. Oh, excuse me. That's Harold with the grocery order. Come in, Harold. Hello, Beulah, my friend. Well, morning, Harold. Just put the bundles down on the table there. Okay, Beulah. Say, what's this over here? A typewriter? Uh-huh. I'm writing a story, Harold. I'm going to be an author. Well, I'll be doggone. You mean it, Beulah? Oh, certainly I mean it. But I'm having a tough time learning all the rules of grammar. Tell me, Harold, do you know anything about the subjunctives or the indicatives? Well, how could I? I never even delivered an order to them folks. <laughs> but I sure hope you write my favorite kind of story, Beulah. What kind is that? Adventure stories. Stories of bravery and courage and daring. I'm crazy about that kind of stuff. No fooling. Oh, sure, Beulah. Especially Western. There's lots of action in them Western stories. That's where men are men. And women are women, too. Yeah, that's what causes all the action. <laughs> well, I gotta be going now, Beulah. I hope you get to work on a Western story. Well, thanks for the idea, Harold. And get ready, typewriter, 
Cause Buckaroo Beulah rides again. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, folks, lunch is ready. Ooh, something smells good. Mm-hmm, and I am starved. You know, it's amazing how Beulah can prepare meals like this and still find time to write stories. Yeah, sure is. Well, Beulah, what's the latest information on the writing career? Well, I just started something new, Mr. Harry. Oh? I took Harold's suggestion and began writing a Western story. Western, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, good, good. Oh, I, I love the wild and woolly West. I'd love to be able to relive those good old days of my youth. Galloping horses, dangerous stampedes, branding cattle. Oh, did you live that kind of life when you were young, Mr. Harry? Certainly. What? Every Saturday afternoon at the Bijou Theater. <laughs> <laughs> love that cowboy. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was a real fan for William S. Hart movies. But uh, tell me, how's your Western story coming along? Oh, not very good, Mr. Harry. No? I don't seem to know enough about cowboy life, especially their language and customs. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, that would be a problem. Well, now, look. Uh, wait a minute. Now, maybe we could help her out there, Alice. What do you mean? After that visit from the Heister Mueller's, we, we know a lot of that Western talk and stuff. Why don't we just use it around here? Well, that's a wonderful idea, dear. I suppose. Okay. From now on, we use Western talk, then, huh? Okay. You see, Abiola, now, uh, we're not eating food. We're eating chow. And it doesn't come from the kitchen. It comes from the chuck wagon. I get it. Well, this should be a very interesting lunch, huh? (laughs) Well, go ahead. Okay. (laughs) Um, mighty nice chow, ain't it, Hank? Well, I reckon so, Cactus Alice. What's the name of this here gal that rattled up this grub? <laughs> well, I don't rightly know what a handle is. Well, I reckon we ought to find out. What's your name, gal? Well, my friends call me Slim. Of course, I ain't got many friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm telling you, I'm a mighty hungry hombre. What I want me is another one of them there hamburgers. Well, there's one on the table there, Mr. Hank, there. There. <laughs> Is that all that's left there, Slim? Just one measly hamburger? That's all, Mr. Hank. Just one hamburger. I guess we're heading for the last ground-up. That's right, ground-up, stranger. Now, what's your lingo? Oh, Mr. Harry, I'll never what? learn all that stuff. You oh, but what's the matter? I can't figure out that Western stuff, Miss Alice. Oh, I guess there's nothing I can write about. Uh, oh, Beulah, don't. No. Oh, Beulah, come on. We just started this Western talk. You haven't had a chance to learn it yet. It's no use. I'm going back to the only kind of range I'll ever be at home on. The one in the kitchen. A western story. Oh. oh, come on in, Oreo. Oh, hello, Beulah, honey. Hello, Oreo. Beulah, what's the matter? Oh, everything's the matter. I was trying to learn some western talk, so this afternoon I had two cow hands for lunch. Two cow hands for lunch? Uh-huh. What says that anything like pig feet? 
<laughs> you don't understand, Oreo. Miss Alice and Mr. Harry were acting like cowhands, so I learned some Western expressions, but it is no use. I can't write a Western story, and I couldn't write a detective story either. I'm a failure. A big, fat failure! another 20 years yet. Uh, <laughs> Besides, I got an idea, honey. What is it, Oreo? Well, the whole trouble with them detectives and western things is that you don't know anything about that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you ought to write about romance and love and kissing. Say, you know something, Oreo? What? For the first time in your life, I think you said something sensible. <laughs> oh, I was bound to hit the jackpot sometime. <laughs> Yep, I really think you solved the whole problem. I'm going to write a love story. Now, that's something I know something about. Yeah, and you know you ought to write it for my favorite magazine, Beulah, so I'll be sure and read it. Which one is that again? Oh, you know, true tales of passion and purity. <laughs> Only that stories have to be absolutely true, word for word. Well, I can write about my romance with Bill, but how am I going to get it word for word? Easy. Yeah. I tell you what. What? I take notes. Yeah. Just let me hide with my notebook, Beulah, and I'll mark everything down. Hmm. We'd better not, Oreo. If Bill found out, he'd be furious. Oh, he'll never find out. And besides, you want to sell a story, don't you? Well, okay. Okay. You hide behind that door when Bill gets here and mark down everything we say. Then it'll be a real true love story. Okay. I'll get behind the door right now. All right. I, are you sure you'll get everything, Oreo? You can rely on me. Oh, oh, there's Bill now. Stay behind that door and don't make a sound, Oreo. Come in. It's Bill, baby, your great big adorable pooch in the kennel of love. <laughs> Come on in, pooch. And let's smooch. <laughs> well, you certainly are in a romantic mood today, my little sun-kissed tuna. Well, you always put me in that mood, Bill. I think you're very romantic. Well, it's very nice to hear you say that, honey. Yeah. Well, well can't you say something in return, Billy? Why, well, sure. I think I'm romantic, too. <laughs> I mean, well, you like me, don't you, Bill? Oh, sure, honey, sure. I'm crazy about you, crazy about you. I've been crazy about you ever since the first day we met. Keep it in loud, I can't hear. What'd you say, baby? I, I, I said, would you like some chowder, my dear? <laughs> well, you know me, honey, bring on the food. <laughs> A little later, Bill. But right now, I just want to talk. Well, I want to talk, too, but while my mouth is going up and down, I might as well put something in it. <laughs> well, first tell me you love me, Bill. If you don't talk loud, I can't be doing it right. Oh, what was that? Oh, oh I-, I said you love that fresh chowder. The clams in it are still biting. <laughs> well, stop talking about it and let's have some. Later. <laughs> First, I want to make sure you love me. Oh, don't worry, Beulah, baby. Don't worry. I'm nuts about you. 
repeating that. I said I'm nuts about your baby. Thanks. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> hey, what's going on around here? Who's behind this door? Come on out of there. It's just me. <laughs> Uh, what's the big idea of spying on us, woman? Oh, now, don't get mad, Bill. Oriel was just taking notes for a story I'm going to write. Well, I don't like it. I don't like it. Oh, but, Bill, it's very necessary for the story. How much of this did you get, Oriel? Oh, not that much, Beulah. Well, roughly speaking, how much? <laughs> roughly speaking? Uh-huh. Well, uh... <laughs> Of America's three leading hot mealtime drinks, coffee, tea, and postum, only one is completely free of caffeine and any other harmful drug. That one is instant postum. Good-tasting, instant postum. Naturally, there are many people who can take the caffeine in coffee and tea without ill effect. Others, well, others suffer from what we call coffee nerves. They're nervous, upset, and irritable. Oh, that Mr. Coffee Nerves is no good for nobody. He even had me real mean and grouchy from tossing all night before I switched to postum, that was. Instant postum can make a big difference in your outlook on life, too. Switch to delicious instant postum this week. Postum's hearty, grain-rich flavor will please the whole family. That's instant postum at your grocer's. Well, I think I'm on the right track with my story writing. I'm going to try write my love story. And when I say love story, I mean love story. <laughs> Move over, birds and bees. Here comes Beulah. <laughs> You're in good company when you make good-tasting instant postum your regular mealtime beverage. Millions of healthy Americans have discovered the advantages of postum, frequently at the suggestion of their doctors when giving up caffeine containing coffee and tea. And with all its advantages, remember, instant postum costs only about one third as much as coffee, cup for cup. You've been listening to The Beulah Show, brought to you transcribed from Hollywood by delicious instant postum. The Beulah Show is produced and directed by Stephen Hayes and was written this week by Sherwood Schwartz, Lee Carson, and Seaman Jacobs. Music is by Gordon Kibbe. This is Johnny Jacobs speaking. Sure to tune in next time, my friends, for another classic comedy radio show. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening. Thanks for 